Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> we are in a search for my glasses. <laughs> it's Sunday night at the sea show. Hello, everybody. Oh, it is, it is toasted now here in the house. I got you. Got to love it. Sunday night at the sea show. So, uh, I hope everybody had a good day. Here it's been uh, freezing cold. And uh, we are good. We are good. That's okay. To, if I don't find the glasses, they may be somewhere else. I didn't need it in my bag, but it's okay. I, I will be able to see maybe the screen. <laughs> you know, sometimes when you wear glasses, it's a royal pain when you try to uh, read something and it's all fuzzy. Not because you're drunk, because you're sober, but, <laughs> but your eyes are like, ooh, we're not going to make it clear. We're going to make it flu like fuzzy fuzzy so you don't see very well but hey it's sunday night i had to see show oh thank you you brought me everything that's awesome i found we found the glasses so emma can see now the screen with her oh yes now we can see that's awesome so we are a day from I was going to say Halloween. <laughs> this is bad. If I say Halloween for Valentine's, that is not, that's not a good sign. That is not a good sign if I say that. Hold on. Oh. All right. Uh. Yeah, it is not Halloween. It is Valentine's tomorrow. <laughs> what kind of horror story? You know, it would be a good thing for tonight. One of the topics I should say is, Uncident said, let's unwind. I should have just wrote down... Um, type, not wrote down the type, uh, tell us about a horror story for Valentine's. What is the worst one you've ever been in? <laughs> that would have been just fine. That would be kind of fun or a funny one too. You never know. But if you have a fun story for Valentine's, please share it. We're all ears here. We want to have a little fun here tonight. We're going to not take it ourselves too, too seriously. Oh, Dr. Love is in the house. So if Mr. Dr. Love is in the house, it's a good thing because just, and I'm going to repeat this uh, during the show tonight, we do have an awesome show coming on Tuesday called, for the moment, the title will be, will be The Sea Show Meets Dr. Love. Yes, we're going to have a beautiful show coming up talking about sensuality, sexuality. It's going to be a, a very good one because guess who is Dr. Love? There's only one Dr. Love that I know, and it would be... Oh, yes, Dr. Love is coming on board. It would be Dr. Goodman. So I'm happy to... Um, to talk to you. Hello, Dr. Love. What's up, Doc? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go make a cup of coffee after that. Oh, but yes, you do. You I'm, do. I'm doing, I'm doing great, you know, and I was uh, actually thinking about, okay, what we're going to talk about, you know, and then it's just like, okay, uh, well, if you talk about you, you you have a, a, a great topic to talk about, you know, and uh, I was going over the website, you know, and then I remember that uh, not only the, the audio is on the website, you know, and it's in all in different sections, so I mean, just uh, thought of playing them uh, section by section, and asking questions about them, you know, it's really 
discovering more about who you are. Yes. And, and, and uh, that's uh, the basis of the love that you have for yourself is, uh, is where you start off at. And, uh, and then you want to share that. You know, and uh, other people see that. You know, and then there's, uh, you got something going, a relationship between the two. You know, mm-hmm. uh, a, a relationship with the boss, you know, with your new job, your new career. But it starts with you. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And, uh, yeah, and on Tuesday, we're going to be talking about that. And uh-huh. every Tuesday, and also we're talking uh, behind the scene for people who don't know and uh, will discover more along the way. Um, I'm, I I have to repoint one of my uh, websites. It's not out yet, but I have to point the domain back, which I purchased the domain. So I own that domain, which is the seashow.com. So I'm going to get it up and running uh, sometime this week. So we got uh, the page for Dr. Love in there. And we're going to get informations and as well every episode that we are going to do here on Wisdom will be there for people to listen. And we're going to do other things along the way as we're developing this show with Dr. Love. We're going to do more things, and it will probably end up as um, on YouTube as well, on the YouTube channels. Um, uh, yes, I, I feel like it's going to end up on TV. Yeah. Oh, we're going to do the TV version of it, my friend. It's like, we're, we're, we're going for the ride here. This is a ride. I am not going to get up from that ride because this is going to uh, be an awesome ride. Yes. 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 And it's so yeah. many people that doing podcasts uh, is looking forward to this. And one guy, he's an uh, actor and he got his own TV show. I mean, uh, um, video audio studio and uh, writing and, and stuff, you know, and he didn't, uh, did a couple of TV shows, uh, like, uh, um, what he said, uh, the fill-ins and, uh, the background and, no, I mean, uh, so, uh, it's just like, he was very excited, uh, about it at, uh, I think I was the second one, uh, the first one, uh, uh, talking to him. You know, he came on and said, I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, and I just went up, just clicked on and went talking to him, you know. Cool. Yeah. So uh, he's just looking forward to it, and other people just looking forward to it, you know. And so I, I really think it's going to be uh, a really big hit, you know. And like that waterfall was saying to me, your journey has just begun. Yep. So, yeah. I agree. And, and I am so humbled you picked me to be your co-host, which is like, oh, my God, cannot get any better than that. It's like last Tuesday was like Christmas for me. <laughs> <laughs> Santa came three times. It's like awesome. Great. It was no, no. But for me, it's going to be great. It's to me uh, when we talk about love, we talk about sensuality. I think it's a subject here that a lot of people um, don't know or they think or they have an assumption or a view of it that, mm-hmm. you know, could be helped because it's going to be helping people at the end of the day. Yeah. So, yeah. And the main thing, you said sensuality people, to people, a lot of people, and the first thing they think about is sexuality. Exactly. Oh, I'm going to have sex here. Yeah. 
and she's being all this and nice and sweet. You know, and it's like you're not listening to what she is saying. You know, you just listen to your other peer. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I know. I think it's going to be great for teaching and uh, for people to learn, including me, because it's nice to be able to have someone who can teach us all of this or remind us a bunch of stuff we forgot or we never been taught. There's a lot of mm. things we have not been taught. Mm. And we're assuming. And maybe we can cor- course correct that. And when we can course correct, that is beneficial for everybody. Exactly. No. Mm-hmm. That's and why I'm I'm so proud I put you out of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> I am the guilty one. <laughs> yeah, you're the last one too because I mean, it's, uh, somebody else uh, sent me a message. I uh, said pretty much the same thing. And I'm so glad uh, she brought you out of retirement. Now that you have a lot to say. <laughs> Good, I know, but that's why it's like. Being able to talk uh, uh, with you, and I did the same with Sammy uh, when um, hopefully he's coming back soon to do the rest of the C show with me. But it's always great to have people who have a, something to to share, a story to share, a knowledge to share, and it's beneficial for everybody. Exactly. Everybody, because sorry, my parents never taught me sensuality. Nobody taught me anything about sensuality at all. So, and the same of loving, the same of the level of sexuality as well. It's like, you know, so it's nice to be able to take a subject like that and in a mindful way, explaining it without turning it into trash. And that's about what it is here. It's bringing it. And I know a lot of people talking about sensuality, like you said, most people do think sensuality is, oh, sexuality is like, no. That's why I'm so excited for you on Tuesday to explain the difference between both because I think a lot of, most, some people need that clarification, but it's being able to explain it in a way that it's with dignity, it's not a trashy subject. It can be trashy if we make it trashy the way we talk about it, but we can dignify it when we can speak it properly. And that's what I'm looking forward with you is for you to teach us and share with us your, the, you know, your thoughts and the way it should be t- uh, talked about. Because for people, it's kind of taboo. Uh, exactly. And and for me, it's not taboo because it should be, we should be able to talk about it without feeling ashamed or a pervert because people were saying, well, oh, she's talking about this. So that's when she's an easy one. It's like, no, it's communicating and being able to share it. Not meaning that I'm going to go to bed with you. Absolutely not. But being able to not feeling ashamed or thinking it's a taboo subject then, oh my God, we only talk it be done you know, behind closed doors. It's like, no, it should be an, ups, uh, an open subject when it, we speak it in a, you know, in a very good uh, tone of voice, uh, not trashy version, but dignifying way. I don't know how to say it in English on this one, but that's how I see it. <laughs> it sounds pretty plain to me. Okay, no. good. <laughs> 
yes, you will do the hard, you will do the work behind the scene, my friend. You're the one who's going to explain <laughs> everything. But you know, we it should be mainstream. And I, I remember that that reminds me. Uh, 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 actually, that reminds me something at work that happened several years ago. Um, and we were talking uh, with a coworker, and we we're looking at something, and we used the word sexy. Not sexy in a sense of sex, but we're looking at something in a uh, on a computer. It's like, oh, this is sexy. It's like, yeah, this is pretty cool. Well, the the person that was next uh, sitting next to us got offended because we used the word sexy, and I'm like, okay, all right, but sexy doesn't mean sex all the time, either. And it was very interesting to you know to encounter this. And it's like, okay, that was very interesting. So that's why it's like bringing the subject for me. It's it can be ta- uh, talked about without turning to something absolutely, you know, trashy. And that's not the subject here. So that's going to be, I'm excited about it. Yes. And another thing is like uh, you're with somebody, you know, and you get really turned on over and over. And then, okay, and uh, the only way we're going to have sex is uh, get married and then do it in the dark. And then when yeah. you turn the lights on, you realize you uh, really don't uh, like each other. Don't even, uh, wow, she looked like that without makeup? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know? no. It's, like, it's not like in a movie when they sleep with the makeup and wake up with the makeup, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Really? No, yeah. I, I don't want to see my face. You know? Uh, yeah. We only do it in the dark and you, and you wait till I go to the bathroom, get yep. dressed, and then. Uh, I uh, go out in the front room and wait for you to come out. No, but you got to yeah. be dressed. I don't want to see you, uh, just you. I want to yep. see you pretend uh, what you look like when you are dressed up. No, that's not exactly. the real you. You know, and so. I agree with you. This is so true. This is so, so true. And that's why I say, uh, I think that subject needs to be. Uh, you know, it needs to be explored and for people to listen to it. And it will be, a, there's going to be some great awe moment. I do know that. And that's what I, I want to talk about. It's like, to me, it's, it's the ideal topic. And, you know, there is so much, there is so much you can talk about. And that's why it's like, hey, let's explore this. Let's see where we're going with that. Mm-hmm. I know. Dr. Love, yeah. what can I say? Uh, yes, yeah, so, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm going to get off for this here and go make a cup of coffee before I get carried away. But yep. just think about fear and approval and, and, and how much you want to be approved of someone else that don't really like you. But you oh, wow. want to be approved of them and then at the end of the day, you dislike yourself. Wow. Okay. That... Wow. That is pretty deep on this one. Okay. I'll talk with you in a minute. Uh, somebody okay. Come up, go for it. Okay. And Dr. Love will be back because, whoa, that is, to me, wow, yeah. Getting somebody's approval and then realizing that, yeah, that, that, wow. Okay. I'm thinking about, I don't know for you guys, um, but I'm thinking about, did I have done that in the past? That would be the question for me, because I did I have done that in the past? To gain somebody's approval? Hmm. 
and not liking myself at the end of the day because, yeah, because you're giving your powers away on the top of it too, which is not good. And you, at the end of the day, you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you know that even though you might not like that person either, you don't like who you see in the mirror either because that's not who you should be. Wow. I don't know for you, but we're unwinding in a very great way, actually. So, wow, amazing. So, is anybody has an interesting, um, I will say, uh, Valentine's story, a fun one? I have a couple, but I think I'm going to keep it for myself for the moment. <laughs> I have some entertainment, too. Um, that even it was the, the, the day before Valentine's, actually. It was the day before Valentine's. Um, to make it, oh, I could, t I could tell the story, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, I will not date the time or when, which year it happened, but um, was in a relationship with uh, someone, actually, and um, it happened that his ex, um, that's, that's quite interesting, was a stalker. And um, on the 13th, we met, and we were supposed to have dinner, etc., etc. So we were unwinding in his house, and she did come. <laughs> On her own, try to get in the house. Uh, however, she did find a way to get in the house, and uh, it was a very interesting moment for me uh, when I had a conversation with that individual, with that lady, and uh, she thought she was still in a relationship with with him, which was quite um, interesting. So, neither to say that um, it was um, it was a very interesting moment for me uh, to see somebody who lost, um, was delusional and stalking uh, that, uh, that individual. But yeah, that was the day before, that was on the 13th. So I think the 13th always remind me of that day, I think. And it's, it's quite make me smile at some point and quite sad in one another way too, but it's made me smile when we come on the 13th of uh, February. So here's my funny story. It was very interesting actually that evening. Very, very interesting. No, the cops were not involved in there. And um, that person um, later on did something even better because climbed out of the window. So that's another story to never leave a window open, especially when people decide to climb the windows because you never know who's coming into your house. That was another story. That was hilarious, actually. It was very, very funny. Same person, but um, uh, yeah. That, that person did not realize that um, when a relationship is over, you walk away, you don't come back. But that person didn't realize that uh, that was the case. So, yes, yeah, so that was my Valentine's story. So, is anybody has a funny story? <laughs> Everybody's having a heart attack right now. That was fun, I must say. I must say. So, but that's okay. This is how we go here. So, yeah, talking about um, Tuesday. So, guys, um, this is going to be an interesting show and looking forward. Uh, with Dr. Love, a.k.a. Dr. Goodman, we are going to be exploring those um, that subject because to me, uh, here, you know, it's, it's a very interesting, especially when you're not born here and you come in this country and there is kind of a prude, oh, we're, we're buying this, this and that, and you're looking at some of the rap videos and you're looking at some stuff on TV that are pretty much... Uh, uh, more sexist and everything like that, and you're like, well, 
you you know you don't want to talk about the the subject of sexuality or sex uh, in I would say decent manner, but you're showing some of the stuff or you know um, downgrading a little bit, um, womanizing, yeah, woman be, becoming a womanizer or showing a woman, but not what I will call it in a best way, meaning more trashy and everything else. Where women, we have a brain. We do use our brains. So uh, it's very interesting to not be able to have uh, some shows that, like the one we're going to start on Tuesday, more of those shows. I think there was Dr. Ruth. I think that was the only one who had it on radio that I know or that I remember. We talk about it. But there is not that much shows that talk about the sensuality, the sexuality in a way that is start like Dr. Love said, uh, start with us. And relearning the perception, the, the perception of having and talk to somebody who is sensual, that doesn't mean we're invited to go straight to the bed. That's not what it's all about. And making the distinction that, hey, keep your blood in your brain, not underneath the belt. So you realize that uh, what, you know, the person is talking about, it doesn't mean they're going to go straight to bed. So it's going to be very interesting, and I'm looking forward for those great conversations. And as I mentioned, I'm going to um, have my, uh, what do you call it, um, the um, website up and running because I got the domain, but uh, I need to point it out to my host and making sure I can get it up and running. So when it's up and running, there will be a page actually, actually for Dr. Love and uh, being able to get all of the shows. I'm going to move, and I already did the test yesterday. It took me a while, actually, before I could do that, which was funny because I used my iPad. And um, I was able to um, put it on my uh, Podomatic, the show that I did on Friday. I put it yesterday on Podomatic. And uh, because I want to keep a trace of it, and there is, again, um, Emma's Universe has over, what, 80 countries that are listening. Um, yeah, at least minimum of 80 countries. That was the last time I checked, so it's like over a year ago. Anyhow, uh, so those guys are listening now. So the people who, you know, normally I tweet it after I'm done, and this time I posted it on my Podomatic, so that's stay there. So I'm going to be able to use... Um, Podomatic and putting entire static page into uh, the website, the C show, so we can get all of them. And on the top of it, when uh, we continue to develop this, we're gonna probably do some um, Zoom meeting uh, with Dr. Love, so we can basically have uh, those uh, via Zoom. I'm gonna utilize uh, this way, and then being able to record some of them and put them into um, YouTube channel and stuff like that. So to get more information and talk more and deeper things we're going to do. So we're going to develop this, and I think it will be a great way to teach people a lot of things, learn, and not only everybody, but I include myself as well, because we all need to learn a little bit more about who we are and loving each other first before we can... Uh, communicate better with others. But this is going to be great. So I'm looking forward for Tuesday to start that new adventures. And I am the guilty party who put Dr. Love out of retirement. So that's going to be fun. A lot of things he has to say. And to me, it's an opportunity to learn more. And um, just, you know, as I said, not a lot of people 
uh, talk about that subject. So we're going to be able to do that with an expert and starting Tuesday once a week. And if we have to do it more, then we'll do more during the week. But we're going to start with once a week for the next four weeks, see how it goes. And we'll go from there and it's going to grow. So probably wrote some blogs, going to do some lot of things that will um, really be impactful and help all of us. Not only one, one of a few, but everybody. So, so that's that's the fun part right here. Um, what else am I gonna we're gonna talk about? Except it was yeah, I said it was a frozen day today at uh, in La La Land here, but um, the pups at least enjoy a little bit of uh, the outside. Plus, we went to well, uh, well, TT was uh, yesterday. We went to PetSmart, where the pet goes. And um, decided that uh, Mac and Daddy uh, would come with us. So the pop-ups come, came with us. And, you know, you, when you bring a kid to a toy store or you bring them with you and you're like, okay, go get and pick up your toy. And they go in there and they pick up, you know, one or two. And I'm like, no, no, you have to pick one. Well, I did the same thing. Well, Daddy could care less. So I picked, I picked one for her. But uh, Mac, who loves his babies... Uh, we may, <laughs> I got him, uh, he has an hesitation between, uh, there was what, uh, an alligator, a green one, and the other one was an octopus, but the octopus looked a little weird, but he picked the alligator first. So after an hesitation, because somebody pointed out the uh, octopus, he, uh, he went back for the alligator and make him choose. So I had to remove the, um, what do you call it? The, um, he, he was attached to uh, cardboard, whatever. I removed it and gave it to him. So he had this alligator. And I pick up another one for Dada and uh, a couple of balls. But he got his little toys like a goo boy. <laughs> he went out of the store with his toys in his mouth. It was quite funny. So he got his little toys. Uh, it was funny to do the test, what he wanted. So, But he liked his alligator. Now, to be honest... There is a little squishy thing that makes a lot of noise, turning nuts. He he, um, he removed the tail. I was in the store. I was trying to tear the thing apart because that's what he does. So he, he got the tail out. Then by the time we left, we went did some other errands. I came back. Uh, the two paws, yeah, the two legs were missing. He tear the, the the side of it and was able to remove that squeaky thing. And I think he was trying to attack the face after that. <laughs> so he looks like a alligator that had a bad day right now. And he likes to tear apart all of the, um, the fluffy stuff inside of it too, which was fun to watch him to do it because it's all over the floor. That's typical of him. But he got his toys. So that was awesome. I should have actually recorded him when he was picking up his toys because that was funny. It's like a kid on the front of all of the toys. It's like, which one I'm picking? This one, this one, not sure. But he liked the getter. So he got another getter too. I don't think his sister is going to eat it or do anything with it. But that's the fun part of it for today. So I hope. Um, oh, what's your plan, by the way, for uh, tomorrow? Because tomorrow is Valentine's, unless you guys celebrated a little bit today, which is highly possible. But what is your plans for tomorrow? Everybody is quiet today. Maybe they're watching the game. I don't know. I don't even know what the game is for today. So that's another thing, too. Hey, Ben, do you want to come up on stage? Now I see you. You're here, my friend. Do you want to come up for a minute and uh, share a little bit of 
uh, your story. What do you want to do? That would be awesome. If you could. Because you talked to me earlier, so you cannot ignore me. <laughs> I know your phone number. Uh, so if you want to come up on stage, that would be awesome for a little bit. That would be great. Um, so you can uh, talk to us and share your story. In case you don't know who Ben, Benjamin is, he's a brand new, um, well, we cannot say, well, we can still say brand new um, listener who found uh, wisdom, the app wisdom, um, and uh, he came on stage. He talked to me a week ago, not um, not directly. It was, it was last, son- last Sunday, actually. I even interrupted my conversation with Mary and was answering his uh, question he had because he was talking to me via Instagram. So I was talking to him via Instagram on Wisdom, and he, I had the privilege to have uh, Ben um, coming live on Tuesday, talking about he'll be talking about him, and uh, he still he still have a challenge, uh, and the challenge is for him to do his own show. So that's something he's going to be doing. It um, he still have to have his own show, but. Uh, I wanted him to come on stage just to say hi. And uh, he's from Kenya. And he moved five years ago here in the U.S. So having a great experience of living in Kenya, and I mentioned to him, I said, that would be great if you could do that too, because people might not know Kenya. So it would be a great way to um, to talk about where he grew up and what he did and know a little bit more about the country as well. So... Because Kenya is a beautiful country, but, you know, not everybody knows about Kenya. So I'm, um, I'm hoping he's going to come on stage here. That would be awesome. Awesome, awesome. And also talked about uh, integration. Because, you know, when you're not born in a country and you move to a new country, so when you're born in a country where you decided to move in, it's very interesting to hear the integration. What it takes, what's the difference and what's surprising is the most surprising uh, for people. For me here, when I moved here, well, from Europe, there were uh, not much difference except some of the... The only thing that surprised me was we have a better uh, um, road raid system, for sure. The airlines here, most people travel by air, so that's the fastest one. And uh, in some cities, I did not say every cities, but some cities, the transit is not that great. The bus system on some areas are not that great. And even, well, it so depends, like you're looking at New York. Well, you don't even talk about New York because there's buses there. You get a train, you get a subway, you get everything over there. But in some other part, like here, where I'm at, um, if you are in the outskirts of uh, Minneapolis, some areas, the, tr- the bus system, no, not, not that existent. Or it's very difficult to go from point A to B because you get to make two or three different exchanges. You spend more time to go uh, between buses. Even though they started a light rail uh, a few years ago, uh, it's still underdeveloped. They used to have, um, what do you call it? Um, San Francisco has it. Um, those are the cars that you see in pictures. I forgot the name of it. Uh, they had a um, great rail system, and somehow over the rainbow in between uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul, they, de- they stopped it. And I was like, why would you do that? Why would you not continue to do this? And they stopped to do that, and now they, they have that um, light rail, never took it, actually, um, system. 
And it's doing a decent job, but there is more to develop. There is more, more, more to develop in order for people to be more, um, you know, make it easier to go to work from A to Z, makes it easier to travel within the, the area instead of using the car. If you don't have a car, you're in doo-doo. Except if you're in a, um, Minneapolis, a lot of people use bicycles. So there's a lot of people who bikes to do that, to go to work. So, But very interesting. So that was one thing. Uh, uh, it would be nice. It would be nice to uh, hear from Ben and uh, give us some of his um, feedback as well, and what he found it amazing, what he found it surprising. And one thing that I asked actually, and it's the same, but it's about the same thing that I said actually was about the food. What he missed the most is like food, and I'm like, yep, food. Unless you can, you can find good. Uh, there is some good ethnic uh, stores. You can buy some stuff, but. I remember the first week I was here, so people eating, you know, peanut butter and, and jelly sandwich, nothing against that. But when you don't, grow, you don't grow up with it and you look at it and you're looking at what, how it looks like, you're like, oh, I'm not eating this. What in the world? So I never, actually, I never eat a peanut butter jelly sandwich, never did. But very interesting, you know, the way you eat. And after a week, I got tired of it. I'm like, okay, I like my salad. I like to have the meal, <laughs> not the mac and cheese. Or I make the mac and cheese because we, my mom used to make some great mac and cheese from scratch, not from the box. The box is okay, but that's not for when we're making it. But I, I made a tabouli. I made a lot of things. So after a week, I'm like, no, no, I need to eat some of the European way because I'm starting to miss that. And uh, so I changed and I did some stuff um, that was more... Um, from Europe, so and I still love to do that. Except tonight, what did what did we do today? Um, a marinated, oh yeah, still with a salad. I always love salad. Don't ask why. That's how we do over there. <laughs> so you always start with a salad. And there was what uh, basmati rice with some. Um, I got a combination of uh, sweet pea vegetables and uh, and I made them in a peanut sauce, which was pretty good. And um, there was a marinated um, chicken breast that was pretty good. That that was an awesome uh, little dinner. And what did we get at the end? Um, we did, we did, we did, we did. Oh, cheesecake! And no, I did not make. I loved it. Actually, I've not made cheesecake forever. The one that I made was from uh, Susan Summers. I don't know if you know her books. Well, here's a good thing. If you want to learn how to eat, well, that's more French because her husband is French, but still. Uh, she has plenty of d- different recipes, actually. You want to make good food, not that expensive, easy to make, buy her books. Um, I even use the truffles, the, the base of the truffle, the cognac truffles that I make. I use her recipe, which is a pretty simple one because it's not very complicated. There is only two things in there, and that's it. But I use I use her recipe on some of her, uh, on, on, yeah, too, because I don't use, uh, put, don't put sugar in there. But yeah, I use some of her recipes. She had some awesome um, cheesecake. She has a bunch of stuff uh, that she has are very easy to make. They are delightful. But why not? You get salad, soup, uh, fish, uh, meat, all of the course you want. And um, she even had one. And I love Indian food. So it was a chicken curry. And hers was um, was super good. So... I love Indian food, so that's one thing. That's why I eat a lot of basmati uh, rice uh, as well. But 
I love my Indian food. So same thing, when I have a chance to do things uh, like that, I just make it a little bit exotic. Make it, you know, sometimes it's just the sauce. Um, when I go to um, some of the grocery store, I do pick up some uh, sauce, some curry or um, uh, vindaloo uh, sauce, things that I don't have time to make, but it's on hand. And I will mix it with the vegetables to give it a little kick, or even the soy sauce, actually. One of the easiest things for me, I know now we're talking food. <laughs> now I'm going to make everybody hungry. I say, it might be better to start to ship some food here. Um, uh, when, I'm ta- uh, when I do some of the vegetables and I want to add a little spice in there or something along those lines or something, you know, uh, uh, lift up the taste, then I will use a little bit of soy sauce, which basically will, uh, and plus that's why you don't need to add uh, sodium in there, salt, because the sodium is already into the soy sauce, but just in there to lift it up and give it a different taste. Don't need a lot. The same that I did tonight with the peanut sauce, I just put a little bit at the end, so I let cook the veggies and, uh, in olive oil because that's what we do. Uh, that's what I do in Europe. We, uh, people realize that um, the Mediterranean style is people are like, well, you eat, but they are not as fat. I'm like, yeah, because we're using some of oil. Like olive oil is very good for the digestion. And that's one thing we love to use. That's what I thing I love to cook with is olive oil. However, I will not. I don't like the olives itself. But I love the olive oils. Do not ask me why. But this is how it works in my book for me. But using this, starting to, you know, the sweet peas, there was a lot of, uh, it was um, the frozen things that I took because I like the um, frozen uh, vegetables. That's when I, you know, when you want to make it a quick combo, I like to use frozen vegetables. And just, um, what we did, uh, added onions in there. And after the onions started to uh, be more little clear, glaze them a little bit, put the, the frozen uh, veggies on top of it, and close to the end, when everything is almost done, just pour that little bit of the um, uh, peanut sauce. Not much, enough not to cover it, but enough on it to, to just get the taste of it. So eating it next to the basmati and the uh, marinated chicken was just delightful. So... Very simple things to cook. Uh, that was, uh, what is his name? I like to, it's on Double Channel, then I like it. I even TPT has it too, but the Double Channel um, has, um, okay, Ramsey and the other one that I like, I like him very much. He's pretty good. He's from, I think he's Australian. I think he's not British. I think uh, Oliver, I think it's Oliver, his first name. I forgot his name. I see his face, but I forgot his name. Same thing, they have some very simple 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, uh, you can do a full meal. So there is no excuse to go pick up something from the freezer, or you can have it, you know, those uh, easy uh, frozen dinners. But you can make um, quick um, uh, dinners by picking up a few things along the way. Like I said, I like, uh, well, Titi is my favorite place to shop. Sorry, people. And I should ask him to give me some money for always talking about, well, Titi is Walmart, by the way. But um, I like their frozen section because they have, I even discovered over there, which was like, it's about time. Um, Discovered, you get frozen even garlic, uh, basil, ginger, so you just peel, you know, just um, put one of them, which little, one of those little cube, and it's fresh, actually, um, be, uh, basil or 
garlic or uh, ginger into into your food very quickly and cook it. It's like it's awesome. You don't have to uh, buy the full thing if you don't have the time to do it. But this is so easy to grab it, put it in your freezer. I always said, and when I used to work a long time ago on overnight and I used to do the produce area, I always told people, I said, you know, this is what you should do. Shop this, put it into your, um, what do you call it, Uh, tray. That would be the ice cube tray. Cover it and, uh, you know, let it froze it. It's already done. You just have to pop one every time. Well, somebody got the idea finally to do that. And you can buy them into the frozen section, which I love. It makes it so much easier. So it's always great when, you know, you do your cooking and you look around on very easy recipes or how to elevate the food. That's what I love. It's elevating all of that. Sometimes you can add, like I said, a little bit of soy sauce. will make a little kick into it, more little Asian style. You know, or like the peanut sauce, just a little bit. If you're not allergic to peanuts, if you're allergic to peanuts, do not do that. <laughs> do not do that. But you can always elevate with a little bit of sauce. You don't have to dump the entire thing in because if you dump and you put too much, that's a little too much. But enough. And you can have something done within 30 minutes, not even. This is what I love. It's like you, you, you never know. Well, I never know what I'm going to be cooking, except when, if I get the meat or something like that. Or some days I don't eat with meat. I do meatless. I, did, I do a couple of days I don't feel like eating meat, so I don't eat the meat. But I do the vegetables um, and stuff like that just to, to have fun with it because otherwise it's boring. I mean, to be honest with you, sometimes it's boring. So add a little bit of spice, add a little bit of like a garlic or an onions in there. makes a huge difference. Add your parsley, basil, onion. Just kind of curing the food or the test bud. Get your little test bud uh, and change it a little bit. Love it. People will eat the veggie a little bit better. There's another thing that I've not done for a while now. I'm thinking about it and I have it in my uh, refrigerator uh, at home is cauliflower. One of the biggest things people, and I was the first thing that uh, uh, Susan Summers, I remember that, um, had it was um, substituting the the potatoes because I love potatoes. I grew up on freaking potatoes and uh, potatoes and pasta because I'm Italian, so pasta, pasta, pasta. But uh, substituting the um, the mashed uh, mashed potatoes, potatoes, but steaming the cauliflower, then uh, using the what do you call it? Uh, Oh, um, mixer, a mixer. Yeah, I'm going to call it a mixer because I'm like, my head is like, I can see, I can see it, but I don't remember the name. I think I'm becoming senile. Tonight is senile night. Um, uh, I used to, uh, I use a mixer. You can use a hand mixer if you want it, or you can crush it when it's, you know, totally steamed. And I used to pour uh, sour cream in there and nutmeg because I love nutmeg. And that was my favorite things to do. I absolutely, ah, ah, Ben is coming. Yay. So putting some cheese in there, a lot of cheese, different different kind of cheese. And you turn it because, hi, Ben, I'm talking about mushed potatoes and I'm substituting it with uh, cauliflower. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I am good. I am good. I am good. So I'm. I'm just I'm finishing sorry my sentence. Sorry for interrupting for your uh, your vibe there. I was really salivating the recipe. 
Oh, the recipes. Yeah, I know. I love, you know, I love to talk about food because my mom, um, I call her mommy dearest, uh, used to cook. And when we were young, even uh, they ha we had a garden, so that saved a ton of money, actually. Uh, we always have fresh vegetables, so she always cooked. And um, I, we had, uh, we were, and she was working long hours, so she would prep the food, and we had to warm it up and do what we were supposed to do with it so we could eat. And my uncle was a chef, so, and he worked for the Club Med. But he was, oh, my God, his food is like to die for, seriously. So we always been surrounded by food. We always, um, I learned, and I like the food. I like cooking. Except, you know, my deal, if I had a, and somebody said, you know, you should open a restaurant. I said, well, the deal will be, my restaurant will be what I feel like cooking that day. Meaning, there will be not a menu with 20, 30 different things to eat. It will be two or three things. You got this or nothing. <laughs> oh. So I'm like, no, I will not have a restaurant. Well, you know, if your food is decent, uh, for me, there is actually, there is one thing that I saw uh, and I forgot, I should have write the name. And I, I'm a sushi addict. I love sushi. So Japanese restaurant. And there is one in New York. Um, and I think you made it, uh, it take, what, two, two and a half months to go there. Uh, to make to have a reservation to be able to sit at the, at his table, and there is maybe not even fifteen to twenty people in that restaurant, but you you the experience is you don't order you're just gonna uh, and some of those actually Japanese restaurants that's what they do normally is you don't order you're gonna eat what the chef present you. Wow, and I like that because for me it's like okay you want an experience then. This is the kind of experience I would love to have. So if I had to, to have a restaurant, which, to be honest with you guys, it's not going to happen unless it will be in my own kitchen and I'm inviting people, I would love to do that. I, that, to me, would be a fantastic experience. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a very fantastic experience. Well, yeah, because... You, uh, and and he was preparing stuff the night before because whatever he was making, actually, some of his stuff was taking over 10 to 12 hours. So it's not like he showed up an hour before the restaurant opened and, you know, I'm going to do this and that. And you, the presentation he had was amazing. Every single course he had were amazing, not only to, you know, to the test bud, but to the eyes. Because we always said when you, you know, when you, you're looking at the plate, you're hungry because you're looking at the plate. So by the vision you've got. But for me, it was amazing to, and I don't remember the name, uh, and it's in New York, um, of that uh, individual. But it's amazing. It's like, oh, not even 20 people per night, and that's it. But he had about, I don't know, six or seven course at least. But amazing. And all of the presentation, the, it was extremely delicate. It was beautiful. And he had a full uh, um, a cuisine in the back. But it took them that long for some of the stuff he was presenting. And every night was different. So you wow. imagine a little bit. Yeah. So for me, it's like, oh, I would love that because I would love a restaurant. You go sit down and it's like, okay. You just have your, your course. You don't even order. You're just here. You enjoy it. You pay. But 
you're not telling what you want to eat. You just let, you know, surprise, surprise. So I would rather do that because I enjoy doing things, but I don't think I would love to have people telling me what I should be cooking for them. I'm like, no, I <laughs> will not go well. But yeah, wow. I know. Amazing. Wow, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So how was your day? Good? My day was good. Uh, I thank God everything was, went, went well. and uh, Good. Yeah, I was looking forward to hear your talk today. Uh, what was the topic today? I, I don't even know what happened to my... So the topic today is let's unwind. That's what came up <clears> first. <throat> and I got Dr. Love because I started to talk about the show on Tuesday, which is a big show because... Um, that's the C show meet Dr. Love. So I had Dr. Goodman, um, that came on stage for a little bit. So we talked about, um, a little bit of sensuality and sexuality and love. And he had a very, uh, interesting thought before he went and make his cup of coffee. Um, yes, I had that. I, th I think I caught him when he was, uh, giving his, uh, uh opinion or sentiment. He, he, yeah. he, I like the way he, uh, he, he um, I don't know, I don't want to say explodes, but the way he brings out his ideas. Yes. Issues and, uh, yeah, I, I, I really respect him for that. Oh, and I do too. That's the reason when he asked me, you know, Tuesday, as I said, last Tuesday was like Christmas for me three times in a row. And you're the, you're, you were the number one because you're the number one that, you know, you came on the show and you... Um, you share a little bit of your story, but that was the reason. And I was, I'm so humble because, uh, Dr. Love wants to do it with me. So I'm like, perfect. We're doing that show starting every Tuesday. We'll be live and we'll be talking about the subject of love, sensuality, sexuality. Uh, because for me, I think it's necessary. Like I said it earlier, it's a, it's, it's a subject that is taboo, but there is some misunderstanding between sensuality, sexuality, and uh, I think some people don't understand the difference in the way to talk. And I love the way Dr. Gunman explained things. Um, yes. It's it's educational, yes. and that's what I love. Yes. It's it's accessible to, for everybody to understand. Yeah, there's a story that uh, Dr. Gunman uh, talks about, like his uncle told him i think he sent him something or he explained something to him and uh after that he asked he asked him to say it in his own words like, yes and that's a very powerful uh, analogy like to use in every aspect like uh, i just told you like uh, i came here five years ago not more than five years ago and uh, <clears throat> It's something that has, I, I resonate with, especially now that uh, I'm married to an American. And sometimes I remember the other time, it, it almost make, made me feel belittled when she, she said, well, one time she, she told me something and she wanted to clarify. And she said, can you, can you tell me what I just said in your own terms? And that was a very hard question to answer because one, any anyone will look at it as someone who's belittling you. But again, 
she was trying to be very clear with her communication. And uh, Dr. Robert, I think, uh, using his analogy, is about about being clear with how we communicate. Right? So, um, uh, I, I just lost a the thought there. Sometimes I, I think too deep. Sometimes I, I forget about That's what, okay. What, yeah. No, no. I, th- so, I think that's perfect. That's perfect what you said. I think it's perfect because, um, and I, I can relate to what you're saying because the two of us are not from here. So even me after yeah, twenty, yeah, yeah. even even me after twenty five years, trust me, there is this. It's like what what you're saying to me doesn't. The mm-hmm. words don't mean the same thing. So exactly. it's a question. Yeah, it's a question to be at the same level and understand each other's. Yes, That's I agree. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and, and sometimes it's, it's, it's very deep because uh, I think I read, so I, I was reading some book. I can't remember which book. I, I read a lot of books, but uh, these, the, the writer said that often the difference between a successful man and the failure and, and a failure is not one's better abilities or, 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 or ideas, but the courage that one has to bet on his ideas to take a calculated risk and act. Yep. But again, that 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 was very deep. But but again, I say that that uh, uh, when you're communicating, there's a it's like a two-way traffic. I will be saying something, but my audience will be listening to something else. Yep. So. I think it's a very it's important to have like clarity on what just to give it. I think giving context to whatever you're speaking about, yep, gives power to the to the idea you're talking about. I agree. Yeah, I totally agree with you. So yes, yeah, and, and, and just me coming from Africa, it is different because. English is not our first language. We have Mine like either. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so many other so many other languages before we get yep. to English. And uh, I really respect the people that I talk to sometimes and they get the idea firsthand. It does mm-hmm. not only mm-hmm. tell me about the understanding, it tells me that I'm improving with my communication. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I really I really want to give credit, especially to the people I'm very close to, that uh, they they have the courage to correct me. Because sometimes being vulnerable enough to be corrected is sometimes a little bit of an uphill task because people risk losing those connections and, and people, yeah, come on, just go ahead, sorry. No, no, I agree with you, but you know what? Um, learn, I. Uh, it's only my experience I can talk about. Um, I agree with you because English is not my first, my second, or my third language. It is not. So right. when um, when I was here, you have to keep an open mind. And I had a lot of people. And sometimes it, it kind of changed the conversation when I asked at the beginning. And I always said to individuals I talked to, I said, if I'm not saying something properly, please correct me. 
because I need to learn. And um, a lot of people did, which was great. But the problem is if you start a conversation and then, well, you did not pronounce this, this, and I'm like, okay, can you explain me this and that? So at the end, the conversation we had, we forgot about it. That was the only thing. But you have to keep an open mind. And even sometimes I still do ask uh, if I don't do, if I'm not saying something correctly or I'm not pronouncing it correctly, then I will uh, try to figure it out or ask people, I said, okay, how do we say this, how do we say that? So for me, even after those many years to be here, I don't mind to be corrected because I'm still learning the language. There are some words, I have no idea what they mean. And I have to ask, yeah. I say, okay, I don't understand this one. Can you explain to me that word? Okay, I learned something new. So, yeah, and that's why I feel like it takes, it takes a lot to be uh, in that space of being vulnerable and just be yeah. like, honest. Well, you have to. This is not my first language. and I nope. want to know better. I want to be a better communicator. But I, I realized again that it's not about what you say. It's, it's about how you listen. Yep. So, so you know... So you know how to respond to things. Because, yep. Uh, I, I'll just say, a, 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 let me just drop a, a very funny thing that happened. Uh, one of my mentors, we had dinner uh, earlier on when I came over here. And they, they were asking me what I did before, like before I came to the U.S. And uh, we were talking and the challenges that I had, what I was didn't like about my job and uh, we were talking about dress code like I, I, li I, li I like wearing ties and all that but uh, sorry sorry for the background noise that's okay sure. yeah. so um, so we were talking about dress code and all that and uh, the waiter came to our table and she was asking about uh, oh okay we ordered salad first and all that and they, they were asking about the dressing what dressing do you want on your on your salad and all that so it kind of it caught me on that process of explaining about the dress code so uh, the wife to my mentors asked me what what dressing do I like uh, I said I prefer casual. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so what did they say? <laughs> so, uh, so <laughs> I love it. So cool. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so it came out like I did not really understand, but yep. Later on, she she understood what was going on because. She, she was explaining to me, dressing is what you put in your salad and all that. And you see, it's not that I don't know, but I had to take it. But it came, the timing was not right. Or the, the timing was just perfectly enough to make an error like that. But that's awesome. So, yeah, so, so so stuff like that, it, 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 it always becomes uh, an issue of just being aware of what's going on. At every time, like whenever you're communicating, what plays out when you're when you're when you're talking and uh, <clears throat> the context you put in whatever that is on the table. So, wow, 
Do you, do you, do you want to? I tell you one, and uh, well, it's late, so we can say it now. I think what time? Oh, it's seven forty-four. Okay, so mm-hmm. uh, you're you're right on that dressing. Me is the pronunciation of some of the words that sometimes are not. <laughs> when you go into a conversation, it's like, I'm sorry, that's not what I was trying to say. Or I did not understood that. So, caulking. Right. Okay, caulking is used, um, people will know, if you are using, uh, you know, and during construction, you, use, you can use caulking outside. Okay, but the, pro- the problem, because for what I see and the way I pronounced it, wasn't caulking, it was caulking. And it did not have the same pronunciation because it's basically the male genitalia. And I'm like, yeah, I would like to do the caulking over there. I cock. And then the guy is looking at me at the... <laughs> deep over there and they looked at me like I'm turning around and said what did I pronounce it wrong and that's where I realized I pronounced it the way I pronounced it wasn't proper because it's supposed to be caulking and I'm like oh my god so yeah I understand that because some of the words like dressing it depends on which sentence you're using it there is words that like you said casual dressing or the dressing of a salad yeah and me the way I pronounce some of the words could go the wrong way, <laughs> totally right. the wrong way, and you don't realize that when you're talking. It's like for me, it's normal, but now I have to make sure I'm pronouncing. <laughs> I do the pronunciation properly, so I'm like, "Okay, people, do you understand now?" It's like, "Good lordy!" But yeah, like pillow and pillow. I always said pillow. I don't say a pillow. Give me a pillow. No, I say pillow. <laughs> Still a pillow right. in my book, but it's a pillow. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, like I told you earlier, like uh, sometimes it's not good to, uh, it's not the best thing to do, like to just assume that whatever you're communicating is understood. Yep. And uh, my wife kind of brought up a very, very technical, a very powerful tool uh, to kind of like. I don't know, to eliminate that vagueness in communication. So she will tell me something, a very simple thing, like, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know what example to give, but she will tell me something, and then she will also ask, tell me in your own words, what did I say? You know, to give mm-hmm. context to the, to the subject. And that, that has been very powerful also in how I deliver it. Like now, sometimes we have we we have casual people working for us, and uh, you you will give instruction, and when you come back, you get get a different uh, different result. That means that the communication was was in error. Yeah, and uh, that that has really helped me in just building my communication skills and putting things in perspective and understanding that I, I am coming from. A place that English is a fifth or third language, and where I live at right now, where I exist right now, is English is the first language. So I have to be very proficient with my communication, and uh, that has really helped me to break those cultural barriers and uh, and just making things easier even for the people that I interact with because we we all we always. Uh, want people to interface 
we always want to interface with people in a way that we are winning in every interaction. But I realized there's a lot to do with teamwork. There's a lot to do with uh, the speaker and the listener. So that whatever goal you have to achieve, it will come to fruition. And there's, a, there's, there's like flawless uh, communication. Yeah. And, you know, that's why... Um... I, I want you and anyone who's new or who has been on Wisdom for a while, but they're just observer, a.k.a. listeners, to start their own show. Because it, it's a great um, way when you start your own show. It's not only like you, ta- you, you, you mentioned and you said and so eloquently about the communication and being understood and listening. To me, being here on stage and host the sea show has been a great adventure because I do podcast, but I talk to myself or I do collaboration and but um it's different here here you're live here you you're interacting with people that come on stage like you do, and everybody else's does. everybody has a different you know when we are sharing ideas, we're sharing thoughts. We all think a different way. So it's a great way to learn, like you mentioned, to articulate, to be able to express ourselves and listen to others and understand each other. If we don't understand each other, then we can, um, I will say, um, continue conversation so we can understand each other. But here it's a great way. I, I felt it's a great incubator here to be able to continue our communication and continue to uh, learn how to communicate. And here it's a great and ideal place. It's a practice ground. It's the incubator. Very true, very true. I, mm-hmm. I really agree with that. Uh, I just had a question for you. Like, how do you, especially now that you, um, you, all, you also do consulting and all that, uh, and uh, being that you're not from the U.S. and... Uh, how do you make? Sh- how do you ensure that uh, your options or your solutions are well communicated to your clients, especially with uh, SMEs, small and uh, oh. small and medium enterprises? Like, how do you? Do you what kind of follow-ups do you have to ensure well, that okay. your communication is effective? Well, you, you will see because um, um, I, sa- I don't know if you saw your email. I send you a form to complete because I have questions for you first and I need you to complete them and send it back to me. Uh, I mentioned to you I have, uh, what do we call it? It's called, that software is a f- freaking a good software. I cannot believe it. And I have been in a consultant for over 20 plus years and I worked um, for... Um, large, small, and medium companies as a consultant, as a permanent as well. And um, I, so I have a, mm. um, I worked in an IT world as well, so I'm, I'm technical as well. So when I came across this, and that's why I started that partnership, um, they have a 497 million algorithm into that software. So right. basically mm. that software does is... I'm inputting some information in there, and 
as we're talking, you, I will show you this uh, when we're going to be face-to-face, and I will do that uh, with you. And basically, it's a great roadmap that's going to help. And as a business coach, it's helping people, companies to grow. But to, um, uh, how can I say that? To, oh, that's a good question right now because I'm losing my thoughts. Emma, 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 bad Emma. Uh, <laughs> it's finding, uh, helping people, uh, uh, companies to increase their sales and their um, uh, leads, but in the same time, help them to create the right foundation. One of the things that I realized way long time ago, and I work with startup companies as well because I've been part of a couple of startups, one last year, and the one before I took over some of the CFO or CFO position for that company, uh, it's being able to realize that people are gifted, like you're a painter, you're a cook, uh, you're, I don't know, a scientist. Now, most of them don't have the business acumen to get it started properly. When I started my company a few years ago, I wanted the base because your basics is your accounting, is setting up your website, is everything you need to get going. And I created the base because I knew it, because I've done that for many years. I know it. I've worked in different companies. I saw how they're working, blah, blah, blah. So I learned it. But people who have an idea, they don't have all of those pieces or they don't know how to market themselves. They don't know how to do things. And they're wasting a lot of time uh, to do things they don't know how to or they don't even uh, know it. And sometimes they do um, with that software, which is pretty cool, and I've, I've done it on, on several small businesses, is to find money. They don't even know they had it. Okay. It's amazing. So I will, sh- I will show you when, uh, as I said, uh, fill out the, the, the thing, send it back to me, and I will show you uh, what I'm talking about. But it's helping people to be successful in their business. My goal when I was in corporate was looking at uh, and I was more prevalent for one of them in particular. I went into that company and I, I became a permanent person over there, which I, to be honest with you, I like my consulting work better than permanent because I like to evolve and see different things. But I went in there because they were talking to me and they said, well, uh, you know, we've been there for 20 years and we're $8 million. And in my head, all of a sudden, I'm like, what? No, you should be $50 million, not eight. I said, there is something wrong here. Something is not, I said, the product is good, but there is something that doesn't work here. I said, no, not after 20 years. You should be, you should not be 8 million. You should be $50 million. And when I went in the first day, because normally people get trained, I was already working on fixing things in their processes. I'm like, okay, people inside of different departments were bakering instead of working together. I'm like, okay, that's a problem. Then looking at uh, the manufacturing, pl- uh, manufacturing, I realized that um, they had some equipment, but they needed more equipment. I'm like, the president of the company did not want to invest more in equipment where the demand was high. I'm like, how can you produce if you don't have the full equipment, if you don't have another machine? And you're going to pay it up very quickly because you got orders they want to come in, but you only have one machine who can do this. Then I looked at um, possibilities to expand because the company wants to grow. 
and the company were to grow. And I remember I was sitting down. It was supposed to be my review. That was hilarious. So we went first. That was I li- that was probably the, the only time I really liked to have a review at that time. We went to a bor- burger place, the joint. We sat down with the VP because I was reporting to the VP. I was basically his shadow. Um, and... Um, in less than a half an hour, instead of doing my review, I gave him a roadmap to create something that could have been able to implement, and that was in high demand. That they, they did not even do it, but I saw with the market we were in because it was gas and oil and electrical and telecom and blah, blah, blah. I saw what we could do to help them for compliance-wise. I created a roadmap in less than a half an hour. I had everything for them. I already had an idea how to create the software, how to create the things to implement it, everything. At the end of the day, the most interesting part of it was, pass it on to him. He pitched it to the president because every word, and that was the sad part of it, it's how a a company grows, is to see if the person on the top, and I talked about leadership, um, and we talked about leadership, I think, on wisdom, and I, um, and I pop on uh, other people who talked about leadership. It always comes from the top. If the person is open, then it's great. If the person is closed off, then that's a problem. And that individual that was the president of the company, everything I said was nothing. It's like, I'm going to use that analogy, it's like peeing in a violin and thinking you're going to play better, basically. That means nothing. However, I figured out very quickly, actually, the first time I talked to him, I figured out that everything I would say to him, it will never happen. However, I utilized the VP and I said, okay, here's the idea, blah, 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 go and pitch it. Every word he said was golden because that's always been like that. So he never listened to women. He only listened to his boys, which was fine by me because I could care less. I'm like, as long as the, the stuff's being done, that's fine. However, the mistake he made that president, instead of passing it on back to us to make it happen, he gave it to somebody else who had no clue at all. And he went nowhere. And they couldn't make a lot of money. They couldn't do a lot of good things compliance-wise and developing it. So from all of this and all of the years that I... um, I've been in business and doing what I've done for different companies, I saw... The possibilities of, I love to help a company to grow. Because for me, the biggest success you can have as a business coach is seeing people growing, seeing uh, uh, companies to grow and become bigger and doing a good job. Not go awired and crazy, but good company changing and evolving. If you are coachable, you can, you can reach the sky. The problem with him on the top of it, this is what appalled me the most. Um, they, they had, he, he, he paid a coach thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, but nothing changed inside of that company. The mentality, the, the fighting, the people that were in leadership position were not the right people because I talked to uh, the VP because uh, we were very, you know, I work with him and I trusted him. And I told him, I said, the problem is the people that are in the leadership position here are the wrong people. They were not thinking about the company. They were thinking about themselves and what they will take out of it. What is my piece of the cake? 
And it's like, no, if you start this way, this is where the bickering, the infighting, it was unbelievable. It was a small company. And I'm like, my goodness, I said, I've been in billion dollar company. I said, I saw fights, but I'm like, as a small company here by the square inches, they're all fighting with each other. I'm like, what is wrong with you people? You're supposed to work with each other, not against each other. So it was like a big whole dysfunctional family. And um, it come to a point, then you realize that they don't, the company wants to grow, cannot grow, but nobody is listening to you. So are you going to stay there? Or are you going to move out of it? And it come to a point, it's like, you can do so much, but we need to recognize when nobody wants to listen what you got to say, it's a waste of time. And for me, I was disappointed because there were a lot of possibility for that company to grow and it never grew. It never did. And the products were great. Uh, they, they had so much going on. But the problem is they had somebody, a coach, and that's, that was my first, actually, the first blog I wrote. The first one was, what kind of a leader are you? So if you go to edgintuitive.com, uh, .net, and you search for it, you will find it. Or you can go on LinkedIn, because that's, I believe I posted on LinkedIn, and that was the first one I wrote. Because to me, based on everything I have saw, uh, seen in 20 years, and this one, I'm like, that's questionable. That's what people should be looking into it. A leader, the well, cancer always can starts at the top. Yeah. What I can say there is that, uh, you see, like, uh, I think I was talking to you yesterday about, like, uh, businesses. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm a chess. I, I play chess. Yes, and, uh, yes. Some, sometimes I think uh, businesses will custom make their their goals or their mission or their vision according to what their the, the, the end goal, like whatever they want to achieve at the end of a certain period they've, they've specified. Yep. And I don't know if it was, um, I think she, I listened to so Sonia Sundara or something. Yeah. Or, yeah, Sonia. Or, da yeah. or Daniel. I think it was Daniel or Sonia. One of the two said, Sometimes it's 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 healthy to to categorize your your, your clients. Like uh, for me, I'm coming in like a, a, a small business and a small medium enterprise. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> there are there are certain challenges. Oh yeah. That we we go through whether it's personnel, whether yep. it's marketing, and all yep. that. So it is always uh, something that I've always wanted to know, like how how do you know where you are in your journey, so that you can. Uh, I will, yeah. And that that software, what I do, it will show you where you are, and it will yes. show you your goal. But here's the problem I have, okay? And something that to me is very sad because I saw it in even the bigger companies. When you have a core value, you need to breathe it every single day. I have seen people who use core value, but don't even do it. And to me, true leadership, start by talk the talk, walk the walk. But don't mm -hmm. expect people below you to, to do this if you don't. 
How often did I saw this happening too many times? Bigger, medium, or large? And it to me, it doesn't resonate. If you do not do this, you lose credibility of the company will lose credibility no matter what. But you really have to leave it. You have to embrace it. Embrace it. And the only two that I saw so far, and I can say their names, Corn Ferry, because I used to be a permanent over there, and I love Corn Ferry, was my favorite company of all time. If I had one, Clamed was one, but Clamed is a different story. So we're not going to go there. But Corn Ferry is one of them. And the other one, then I work as a consultant, was Thompson Reuters. Those guys, uh, then I, when I walked in, really, they leave their culture. And this is the agile style because you got the waterfall. So uh, for people who don't know, there is a different, and I'm an agile um, uh, coach or whatever you call it. I have passed so many things. But uh, agile style means it's more collaborative. Uh, when you go somewhere, the waterfall was, I would call it the old day, but people still using it. So that means somebody on the top is going to tell you this is how we're going to do it, give you the roadmap, and this is what you follow. You follow the road, no matter what. You don't argue the point, you just follow what we're telling you to do. The agile style, however, is different. It's collaborative. That's mean now more companies are starting to use the agile because you need to reach your customer faster. You need to listen to the voice of the customers. Not everybody is doing it, or if they're doing it, it's so slow, then by the time they're trying to reach their consumer, they are gone somewhere else. So I've seen co- true collaboration, and the, really, the one that I saw that really, and I have a story to tell because um, a couple of years ago, um, they called me in for doing a consulting job, and I'm like, cool, I'm going to go over there. And that was, again, um, not as a coach, which is great, because um, I'm an analyst per heart. So I was in a PM level. And I was working on one of their projects. And uh, <laughs> I went with an open mind. That's what I always do. And I always say to people, when you go somewhere, you don't say you know everything because you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. I always come with my full skill set and my knowledge. But I don't come up and say, well, I know better than you because blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, this is where you get slapped in the face because you go somewhere. You need to learn very quickly how a, fun- a company functions. What is their core value, but how it's functioning? And you cannot say that when you're opening your mouth and blah, blah, some stuff that doesn't make any sense. You need to adapt to the company. And uh, that story went well, actually, for five minutes, because when I went in, I showed up the first day, and I was amazed by because Jeannie, and I, I absolutely love her, um, was a director, and I was reporting to her directly, actually, and uh, Josh, because even Josh, I'm a very good friend of Josh right now, Josh, who uh, I did a couple of uh, personal, um, on my personal podcast, I talked about leadership with him. Um, I have a few episodes with him, uh, because I absolutely love the way he actually approached everybody. And the first time she greeted me downstairs, and you know, most people will not even strike a conversation and say, oh, hi, hello, how are you doing? She was so friendly. I have never seen people walking around saying hello to everybody, see how they were doing, and doing it to everybody. Not only me, because even if you were coming to me and say hello, I was like, well, I was shocked. <laughs> she has done it the whole time I was over there. I was, I was shocked. I'm like, wow, they are that friendly. I'm like, yep, that's not a lie. But coming with an open mind was very interesting. So the first day I showed up, they had somebody, they had um, 
somebody that uh, man, they hired that guy from New York, came from New York. Nothing wrong. I love New York, so no, nothing wrong with New York. But he has his own playbook, and he was supposed to map uh, that process that we were working on, actually. And the first uh, the first day I appear, first of all, they didn't want it me before eight o'clock. I'm like, what? What is that? Because he says so. All right. He wanted to work at eight o'clock in the morning. Like, that doesn't work with me because I live over 30 miles. I'm like, no. But I said nothing. I showed up at eight o'clock. I'm like, we'll see what's going to happen. You know, if I have two hours in a, uh, to drive back home, that's fine. But I'm going to modify it because that's what I do. But I don't show up and say I'm going to modify it right away. I just want to see. I'm looking at my calendar. I barely made it. My calendar looks like a freaking Christmas tree. And I had to do training. And the training did not even make any sense because he wanted, we sat down in some rooms and people were talking about uh, how to run things. And I'm like, okay, but if I'm supposed to work on that project and I have specific people who can teach me as I go along, I'm not going to waste two hours of my time in the morning to talk about things that doesn't make sense. His explanation did not even, he was so discombobulated. It did not make any sense. And I'm looking at like, okay, but I'm looking at my calendar. I'm like, I am not going to sit down at 10 o'clock. I barely be here at eight. I have to sit down at 10 o'clock and at two o'clock I have to do this. And at three o'clock, I'm like, no, 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 no. So I went and talked to Josh and I said, okay, Josh, I have a question for you. I said, I'm looking at the calendar here. I'm like, okay, it looks like a Christmas tree. I don't think so. I said, do we really have to have all of those meetings? I said, how do we work in between? Because I'm spending more my time on meetings than doing the job I'm supposed to be doing and learning some of the stuff before we can get things going. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. So I'm looking at me I'm like, okay, Ma, let's see. And obviously, it wasn't a huge fan either. By the end of the day, that Christmas tree turned its lights off. I'm like, that was the first thing. Second thing is starting to learn everything around. And I started by communicating with everybody. The way we worked was... The poor guy tried his best, but he was so lost by doing a playbook. It's like trying to fit a square into a circle. You need to adapt your skill set and your style to where you are with a company. You cannot have, you can have a playbook, but you cannot force things that doesn't work. The poor gentleman spent an year over there, one year. And he should have had something, a process, write it down to the teeth. His process wasn't even matching the reality. What happened for the several months that was over there, I work with those guys on the projects. Every time we fix something, we'll turn around, we'll smile, and all of a sudden, we got another one coming in our face. The attitude for me was, I was laughing. I'm like, okay, well, we're going to make it. And everybody, were being pushed by deadlines. It was ugly. But the way they reacted was amazing. I never saw... Two individuals were under high pressure from everybody around doing it so well and being open. The big difference in the agile world is being open to listen. Even me, as a consulting person who came in, they heard me. Every time I say something, they heard me. And they were like, okay, we're going to pick it up this and they make it their own. At the end uh, of the first time that was around with them two years ago, I spent an entire weekend rewriting an entire process for them. I said, this is a map that I see. Use what you want in there, the way it fits for you guys. This is what I see, but that's my own view. That's not, that's not golden. That's just for you to start with. 
and I left. They didn't. They wanted to hire me full time. They could not because the COVID nineteen came in. Everything came down, so that wasn't possible. Which is was fine. But they wanted to keep me on board, and they kept me on board as long as they could. And guess what? The following year, uh, by September October, I heard back from those guys. Said, well. We're opening a position for you. Are you coming back? I said, you know what? I'm Right now, I'm looking at other things, but you know what? That's fine. I will be back in January, which I did last year. To my surprise, to tell you how works those guys work, I never saw a team that in less than eight months turn this system and that processes around that fast. I was in shock and in a positive way. Those guys took my stuff, then I gave it to them, make it their own sauce, and came up with something else even better. That, to me, was the best team I ever worked with um, in a very long time. When I went back on board, there was still some stuff that needed to be uh, done, but it was a pleasure to listen to them at the time of the, um, um, the meeting we had. I forgot what you call it. Now I'm having some uh, agile, um, senile moment. But every morning, we had about uh, 30 minutes, not even... Uh, talk with everybody and listening how they were communicating. It was amazing. So the agile style is the best right now than I feel as a collaboration for a company. But you need to have the mindset. And those guys I'm talking, they were directors in there, they were VPs in there, they were technical people in there. And it was amazing. So, you know, To me, it all depends yeah. on the leadership. Like you own your own business. You set the tone of what you want. And the people will come in and be part of your company. But you're the leader. So you're the one to always have to remember you live by your words. And people will look at your actions at the end of the day. Yes, that, that's very mm-hmm. true. Um, it sounds like uh, your your experience is very, very active, and uh, I I feel like it's um, a lot to do with corporate. It's corporate. It's small businesses. It's a lot. It's a very wide range, actually. But corporate, yeah. you know, small business, yeah. co- you have to make a distinction with corporate. Corporate is has several entities in there. Those are called business units, which are small business, basically, within the corporate. But having a view right. of that helps a lot because, to me, I work for a billion-dollar company. I work for a million-dollar company. I work for startup companies who started with not even 100000 in the bank. Yeah, and, and, and sorry to yeah. interrupt you, but uh, I... I often I often think like uh, uh, my own perspective. This is my own opinion. Yeah. Uh, having worked in the corporate world, you did and, too. Uh, That's true. Yeah. Yeah, and my, my just looking at things, I, I feel like now that I'm, I'm I'm a small business, I look at it like corporate is more to do with. Um, effectiveness and uh, where I am right now and the tools we use for marketing uh, I don't want to call names no, no, don't. <laughs> I, 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 yeah I just I just read I, I, I read uh, the, the, the the terms of uh, 
engagement in this platform, so I don't want to call yeah, yeah. names. So we we uh, we have we we are more prone to dealing with uh, not effectiveness, but um, I don't know which name to use. But it's it's more to do with uh, the the clients we deal with will look at the budget. They will look at uh, convenience. Is, uh, that's the word I was looking yeah. for. So when we get a second call from a client who maybe dropped us because of the budget they had, when we go to the and look at the job that was done in their, in their spaces, they were looking for convenience, but they, didn't, they failed in whatever they wanted to achieve. Yes. So we have to go and redo the same, yep. and they, we, sometimes we have to stick to the initial budget. And uh, it's it's more of a, a downfall for them. And how do you come into like advice, even not only the the service provider, but also the consumer of the of the service, so that they they are aware of what they are getting into. Okay. Well, because that that is really the challenge when when it comes to these. Uh, small businesses. I know. We, 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 we have a lot and, to prove. And that's, that's why I come along and I will show you uh, when we meet this week, I will show you what I've got and I'm going to explain a couple of things that you will that will make sense to you and put you in a, um, as a market in a, in a leading position because there is a curb and a teaching and there is a lot of things that you can bring to your uh, customers, to your client that will show um, the benefits of it. It's you're going to disrupt something. You're going to uh, um, teach something to them, and it will pay off at the end of the day. However, some people, you need to understand that you know you're faced by clients and you know consumers. Some will be open to it, and some will be worth to do the work for, uh, for them, and some will not. Uh, if people want to go with cheap. Then you pay for what you pay. you know you pay you pay the service you you got what you pay for. If you want the quality, then you're gonna pay the the price for quality. If people um, there is something we always said there is people who will uh, will be your customer for life because they know how you work. But there is people who what we call will right, betray right, you right. because they're gonna go for the cheapest one. <clears throat> yeah, I let them go. If you want to go for the cheapest one, go for it. But I will not compromise my quality because I know my fair market value. Um, as a um, consultant person, I knew and I still know my fair market value. I have people calling me to do consulting work, uh, not in a, in, for a business coach, but for a PM, an analyst, because of the skill set I have. I have such a wide range of skill set. And they're telling me a price. I smile. I say, well, good for you, but I'm sorry. No. This is my price. This is a fair price. I could charge you double or triple, but here's why. And I pull out everything I've got, and I say, that's it. Now, you want to go cheaper. I even have a company, a billion-dollar company. Uh, they called, and that was the most interesting thing I heard because I had no idea, actually. It's like, Emma, you live under a rock sometimes. <laughs> it's a good thing. And I'm giving them what would be the minimum to do it. 
And um, the person I got on the phone said, well, I need to talk to them because it was, I think, five bucks less. And I'm like, no, I'm not lowering on myself for five bucks, plus I have to be on site over there. I'm like, no, with the COVID-19 and everything. I'm like, no, it's like this. You know what? They called me back and said, okay. They agree with your price. I said, they don't have a choice. That's the price they're supposed to be paying. I'm sorry, but I'm not bargaining. This is what you have to learn. It's come to a point that if you know your fair market value, you do not bargain. Because if you start to bargain, then you're going to be the one losing at the end of the day. But I will explain to you this when we talk, and that will make sense what I'm talking about. But there, there is a point where in a time, there is some customer, they are going to be for you, and some they are not. I'm going, if I go and pay somebody to do painting in my house, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to try, I'm going to do my, my, my work, okay? I'm going to do my homework to see what the average is. But I'm going to look at the quality of the work and what you bring it to me. Because if you do a good job, I will pay the price that is a fair price. So if your price are fair, I don't have an issue with that. If you're bringing me with the quality of the work you're supposed to do, I'm going to pay the price you're supposed to be paid. If I decide to pay lower than that, then I'm going to get the quality that I pay for. And a lot of people do. It's the same thing. Um, people complaining about the iPhone, you know, oh, it's too expensive to this and that. Okay, but look at the quality and we'll look what they got behind it. Look at the work they did. Look at what there is inside of the iPhone. There is no room for nothing because every space it is in the, inside of the iPhone is occupied. The quality, the craftsmanship is worth it. But people criticize, oh, I will never pay a thousand, but you don't have to. You can take one at $30. It's up to you. Is the quality the same? Understood. Understood. Yeah, yes. exactly. So a very simple example. You know what I mean? And people buy the iPhone. I have an iPhone yes. too. I don't buy it because I want to show off that I'm an iPhone. Per I love iPhone. I use all of the Apple stuff. Yes, it, it, it requires money. I agree with but this doesn't mean I'm a billionaire. No, I took it. The first, actually, the most interesting part of it was the first um, f uh, phone like that. The, uh, what do you call it? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to call, call it iPhone. But um, I did not have an iPhone until 2012. Before it was just... Yeah, you had the Android. No, I never had Android. I got an LG phone. I never had an Android, actually. I had an LG phone. We did not have a GPS. didn't have a map because I didn't saw the point to it. No, I think an LG runs on Android. I don't know because they did not have internet. The one I had didn't have internet in there. That was an old one. <laughs> I'm talking 2000, oh, okay, okay. Uh, uh, to 2012, 2012. So when I got it, the one, yeah, it wasn't, they didn't have a GPS. They have this. No, no, you could not even go for the internet at that point. This is how uh, old age I was. And in 2012, I had, uh, I came, well, that was the uh, IRS who <laughs> owed me money. So that was fun. That was my uh, little trip to um, Dolphin World to swim with the Yeah, dolphin. I, I, think, I think Jenna, if, if Jenna will be, do you know Jenna? Jenna? Yes, yes, yes. Jenna, Jenna, yeah. If, yeah, yeah. If he will be on the platform, he will explain to you about the technology. That well, yeah, I understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but uh, yeah, because mine, I wasn't. A, it wasn't a smartphone. The LG I had was an old version. It wasn't a smartphone. Mm -hmm. So my first smartphone <clears throat> was actually the Apple. I went into the store first because I wanted an Apple, 
um, at that point. But I said, I'm going to go to the store. And I went to the store and I, uh, they had, so you go to the store, half was, on one side was the Apple, on the other side was the Samsung. So I did not know at that point which one I would took. I had no idea. <coughs> and I looked at the Samsung. I did not like them. They were too bulky and too big for me, for my hands. And I said, no. So I went for the Apple because I wanted the Apple, but I, I, I went in there and looked at both of them. Now, I like the Apple for the technology, and I know it's um, very difficult to um, hack them, which is perfect. Uh, but I picked it up because I looked at it, and it fit my hand, which was perfect. I liked the design. That was a clean design. And I understood why it cost that price. I understood so I went with the quality that I felt was better for me, for what fit in my hands. And to be honest with you, a Samsung, I'm having a hard time to deal with a Samsung or any other phone because when I'm looking at it around, I'm like, how does things work? <laughs> it's like I'm used to the Apple. I'm like, could you just make it like an Apple? <laughs> just. But again, you're looking at quality. So for me, sm even small business, it doesn't mean small business has to bargain for everything. But there is a way to do it. There is a way to market. There is a way to get your leads. There is a way, a lot of things. That's why I said, when we're going to start to talk, and then I will show you a bunch of things that's going to go uh-uh in your head. And it's like, oh, my God, my life is going to be a little bit easier than I thought it was. That's why starting your own business um, is it's great. I love that. That's why I love to help smaller and medium and even bigger uh, companies, but I love the smaller and the, the medium size because in some cases, as I said, people don't have a full understanding. You, you, have, you have your craftsmanship, but it doesn't come with all of the operation behind it on the day-to-day -day operations. True. And that's why I come in. Very true. That's why I come in. And I help companies <laughs> to the point that I'm not going to be there for the rest of my life. I'm helping them to be taking off the ground, do what they got to do, and then I let them fly. If they need to talk to me back again, they can talk to me, not a problem. But I'm here to see them succeed because I know the recipe. I know how to, and I can accelerate things behind it that make them successful. And that's what I love. That is a passion of me. I saw it. My, it wasn't a failure for me. It was a great life lesson to go into that company, that small company, that $8 million company. When I was there the first year, they went from $8 million to $12 million. When wow, I left, that's, that's a great well, here's the deal. When I left, they went from 12 to $7 million. That tells you something. It, it, that tells me you left. That tells me I left. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and so. I could help them to reach <clears throat> their goals because they wanted to go from uh, 20. They wanted to do their goal was 20, in 2020. They wanted to make $20 million. And I could. So, you yeah. know, what? when you say that, it, it brings, uh, it just goes back to what uh, Dr. Robert was talking about, about validation. Yes. And, uh, you know, when you say that when they, when you were there, they, they did eight million, right? They were at eight million. And, when and then when you came in, they, they did 12 when, million. The first year, when I went in, they were at eight million dollars. 
<clears throat> at the end of the year, they were at $12 million. Yeah. Right. That's a very great achievement. And then when you left, they seven. Yes, they did. That's what ha that's what happened. They went at seven. Um, I did the same with another big uh, billion dollar company. Set it up a uh, simple thing. That was funny, actually. Uh, very, very interesting. Um, I'm going to take you back. Uh, hold on. Let me see. Uh, I'm going to take you back, Ben, for a, for a few minutes so we can continue the conversation. I will uh, take you after that, Dr. Love. Um, one of the other thing too, I went in for, Hello. yeah. Hello, sorry, I, I disconnected. For I know a minute. <laughs> you were out of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I, I didn't. Know, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize. Now I can see the yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, what what I was saying is, uh, I, I'm an intuitive. Too. Yes, I know. <laughs> sorry. And, <laughs> Yeah, so what I'm looking at is when when you came in, they were at eight million, and and uh, you you pushed them to twelve yep. million, and then when you left, they went back to seven yep. million. So, uh, is it is it an issue to do with the process, the business process, or is there something that was not delivered? You know, you can you can come in with the package. The package is really uh, is needed, and and when you when you when you don't deliver it, it might not really bring in the effectiveness that was needed. David. And then when you leave, does that say something about that? Says that says because uh, the company your interaction. That, that's here's the deal. Uh, yeah. When you come into a company and you help them, and even though. There is infighting. You're capable to work in a way that can provide more insight, help people to achieve what they're supposed to do, make things happen and opportunities. It's great. But when the people on the top refuse and go backwards, this is what happened. They went backwards. I pushed them forward. They went backwards. <clears throat> They wanted to go back to the old ways, and they failed miserably. They lost huge contracts as well um, for the other sister company uh, that was doing uh -huh. big events. That did not. That did, the, the other company did not. Uh, the what do you call it? Uh, they were two separate entities. So the eight to twelve to seven was the same company. It did not impact the sister company who lost lost a huge contracts at all. But the behavior inside of the company were in turmoil. So I was able okay. to push the sales. I was able to get things done the way it's supposed to be done. But after when I left, then it went backwards. Yeah, and that's why I was asking, mm -hmm. like, does it have to do with behavior, uh, the effectiveness in communication? Behavior in general. Or because because I, I I'm talking from now I, I'm a coach I'm talking from a coach perspective I'm not a like a life coach or anything I, I'm a, I'm a sports coach yep. but is like if if I coach someone yep. and I and and I create like a, a trajectory yep. in whatever he is pursuing yep. and then I leave yep. him so when when I leave and and he progresses, that means my 
my my coaching was effective so if if i leave and and then they uh then they're not really progressing then it means that there was a very personal attachment to that person that i have to be there that like the concept was not really communicated to the them concept to the point that uh they can they, uh, it, it was a personal uh it, it could i don't know how it I could can be explain both. it but it, it could be both uh, you cannot say okay, you, it's okay. a gray area for a simple reason is mm -hmm. if you all can right, modify right. behavior and you you're basically yes. the beacon who help them mm -hmm. to do that great yeah but if you only the beacon that can hold everything together because they are refusing to learn it's not a failure because it's a problem you can try any communication with people if they are not open to change they are not going to change and it doesn't matter how you deliver the speech changes come when we're ready to do it if i'm not ready to make my changes you can tell me anything you want i'm going to follow what you're telling me when you're here but when you're gone i'm like Phew, i don't give a crap all i is gone so i'm going to go back the old ways because i like the old ways because i know that's better that's all it's but, the behavior but, but i feel like there's, there's there's a foundation that has to be um i feel like there's a foundation that has to be established okay. when when there's uh, you know when we we have a goal yep. we are driving yep. towards something mm -hmm. you don't go to the goal before you Ex explain the process yep. they, they, i think i read something that said uh uh when it comes to i don't want to say corporate yep. but just entirely the universe yep. like when you when you when you're dealing with issues and yep. problems 95% goes to explaining and uh, 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 and uh, describing the problem yep. and then 5% goes to now dealing yep. with it so when you say uh, i'm just looking at <clears throat> and i'm not questioning yeah, I'm just like i'm curious mm -hmm. because i'm learning because i <clears throat> as i told you i i have had a lot of turnover in terms of uh yep personnel mm -hmm. in the, in the yep. business <clears throat> and it's not a very good it's not a very good narrative and uh you know just coming from that perspective yep. does it mean that uh your presence your presence will only mean that things will be 100% nope uh, so nope. or nope. your concept will the concept will leave even if you the leave. concept will leave you know why because benjamin yes. you're coachable okay it goes down to very yeah. simple thing are you coachable or not the individual i'm talking about about his company was uncoachable literally uncoachable mm -hmm. And he did whatever he wanted at any given time. When I was over there, because I work with the VP, and every idea, everything I talk, I pass it on to him, we were able to do a lot of things that I was able to implement without a problem. Now, yes. when you have people who are uncoachable, you can try anything you want. You're not going to be able to change the way they are. You, however... Okay, is coachable okay, okay. so that's mean everything i'm going to pass it on to you you're going to implement that 
and it's going to work because you're going to implement it the way it suits your company. Your goal is keeping retention of employee, it's getting the sales, it's doing a lot of things good, it's expanding your company. So you already have 50% of the battle already done for me because you're already there. It all comes down, and even in corporate, you're seeing it. If you have a great manager, the employees in that area will work wonders, will work on water for you. However, you take another manager who's micromanaging everybody and uh, acting like a tyrant or a little Napoleon complex, people are not going to be happy. They're going to do the minimum. They're going to be miserable. They're not going to stay over there. If you go and try to coach the person that already is open and somebody who communicates great, then it's going to continue to do wonders. If you go to the other individual and try to get through that individual, it doesn't matter which way you're going to go through. At the end of the day, it might not be receptive. And a lot of them are not receptive and continue the same pattern because they think better. It all depends on the attitude. That's all. Okay. And in the case where I was, it was a great, actually, it was a great life lesson to look at and I knew when I, when I left, first of all, I'm going to be honest with you. I said I only, and I told the VP afterwards, I said, it would, I would have met the president of the company first. I would have not gone in. But I was he, was, he wasn't there when I did all of the interviews first. So I met the VP, I met the team. So I, I knew I was reading people. I'm like, I knew who was what. I'm like, I'm fine with that. And I met him at the last minute when I already gave my words to the VP, I will come on board to help, blah, 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 blah. Because they were expecting me to help them with their processes. I'm like, okay. When he walked into the room, I'm like, oh boy, that's going to be something here. I said, I do not like that guy. There is something (laughs) off. And I was right. I would have met him first. I would back out from it. I would have back out from it. But I did not. I was interested about what was going on, et cetera, et cetera. So, that was fine. I, I gave my word to the VP. I was like, okay, I was already halfway in. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to waste that time. They were desperate. I'm like, fine, let's see how it's going to play out. But I knew already by looking at him, something wasn't quite right, was fishy. And I was right. I, I would have met him. I would have never do business with him because I did not trust him. That makes a difference. So for me, I'm in a position right now. <coughs> I can say, yes, I'm going to help you. I'm going to say, no, I don't want to help you. And I'm going to help people and small and medium company that really wants their company to grow and mature. If you're not willing and you're not coachable, I'm not going. I'm not going to waste my time. It's wasting my time. I want to help people who want to see their company growing and flourishing and being happy. My success is behind the people to see them Growing and maturing and just being happy and just thriving and living their dreams. That's all. It's not putting a list of people and say, oh, I did this. No, 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 no. It's my success. It's always been there. Everywhere I went for everything I've done, even when I was at Thompson Reuters, even when I was at Corn Ferry, when I had other companies, it's always seeing what they did and how well they're doing. To me, Thompson Roder will always be part of that group in particular. I will always be amazed taking what I gave it to them. And they could have done everything. They could have put it in a the garbage. They could have hit deal it. They could not care less. 
and pick up some of the ideas and I gave it to them. I said, I don't care. I said, this is, this is what I see. Take it. Take whatever you want in there. But they had a roadmap. Nobody gave them the roadmap. And I did it for free. I said, I don't care. I said, I spend my weekend, take this and do this with that. And they were like so amazed. And I said, just take it and run with it. And they took some of the ideas, implemented in eight months. They turned things around. I never saw a team being able to do this in eight months. It would have taken a year and a half. Those guys did miracles. I was shocked. And I'm like, in a good way. And I'm I told them last year, I wrote a very heartfelt uh, email at the end when I was done working with, for them. And uh, <laughs> I even put them in tears uh, because to me, it's an amazing, it's amazing to see really good leadership and people and their team. My goodness, such a great team of people. It doesn't mean they were all perfect, but the, the connection, the communication, everything were on point. Doesn't mean it was a perfect day every day, no. But they made things happen in a way that was amazing. Listening to um, and those morning calls, um, roll calls, what we call it, over there was just amazing. It was amazing to hear different people from different departments all talking and finding solution. They were not fighting against each other. They were finding solution. That's why I like the agile style. It's being able to communicate in a way that we're all on the same plane. We're here to resolve a problem. We're not here to baker or, or, you know, it's my idea, it's my No, 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 no. Everybody, we're talking, actually, not withholding information. And for me, moving into the space of business coach is helping you and other um, business people who want to small, medium size, who want to continue to grow and fix what doesn't work and see how to make it better so you can get your craft, you can do what you're supposed to be doing. Like I said, man, you need a freaking MBA for a bunch of stuff just if you want to you want to be a cook and then you need to know how it works with your restaurant, you need to know how to do your accounting, you need to do this. There is a lot of pieces and you know that and I do that as well. That takes a lot of time, and sometimes we're not expert on everything. But if somebody can come and help you to get to the next level, to help you to really do this, that's, that to me is like, well, you're, you're helping, and I'm, I'm going to take it. I'm going to apply it, and I'm going to continue to do that over and over. Then it's like it's, it's a magical recipe you use the rest of of the time, and if you need any feedback or anything else, then you get access, and it's like, hey, Emma, I need you for this and that later on, like, fine. Like I said, I'm here for a moment, and after a while, you can you fly on your own. It's not like I'm going to carry your hand for the rest of your life, not at all. I'm going to give you the tool, I'm going to show you, I'm going to be there, and then, when it's taking off and everything is stabilized the way it's supposed to be, then I will step back, and that's yours, and you call me when you need me after that. I'll just say hello. Or send me some chocolate. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, can, yeah, that's right. Or I that's can right. bring you here in Minnesota, make you fly here and do a job for me in my place. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> but that's what it is. As I said, at the end of the day, the word is, are you coachable? Are you willing to learn? Yeah. That, they, there's, there's always that aspect of looking at, at issues yeah. as uh, we, 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 we don't see things the the way they yeah. are we see things the way we mm-hmm. are the way we understand them and that's how we communicate and and that's the beauty of uh of working as a team sometimes you have to be to be able to be vulnerable enough to give yourself up to a place that 
you you want you want to be coachable yeah but it comes to to the uh, going back to what i said earlier it goes back to the to the vision mm-hmm. and the mission of the of the corp- yeah. of, of the uh, of, of whoever you're working with whether it's corporate yeah. whether it's a sme mm-hmm. or uh, even individuals yeah. because uh i feel like sometimes the solutions we have uh, on the on the on the exterior are always within us they are always yeah. in the interior yeah. we have to work on on just giving up our ego yes. and just working with what is on the table for that moment and and sometimes you need the help to bounce back you need ideas you need somebody else even though you know after everything <clears throat> is said it down then you have somebody you can bounce back stuff too it's not like Okay, I need somebody else that can give me a little bit of clarity because that person has an understanding of how things works but is not part of the company but can give me that honest feedback. Very true. And that's to Very me is true. 